Hi, it's Derek from the One New Thing podcast. Please go to the link in our Instagram bio and purchase Ryan's shirt. It is way cooler than mine. That's right. I'm Derek Wallace and I always sleep with a baby blanket. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the One New Thing podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Kukrutz, joined as always by my co-host and Jay Burrishell's slightly less weird-looking cousin, Derek Wallace. He's a Canadian treasure. So are you, buddy. So are you. (laughs) Thanks. On this week's episode of One New Thing, I figured after we filled our stomachs last week, we might fill our mind a little bit, so this week we each had to read a self-help book. But before we get to that, how's your week been going, Derek? It's been good. I got a haircut. 35 minutes ago, so I'm feeling sleek. I'm sure the listener can hear that I sound cleaner cut now, so that's great. I got a traffic light ticket, which was cool too. Um, I love coming home to not even bills, just like punishment mail. That's one of my favorites. But otherwise, oh, I know everybody's super excited. I got to gold rank on Apex Legends, so thanks for asking. Oh, congratulations. Golf clapping. Yeah, yeah, that was, was really cool for me. Well, you know what? That haircut really brings out your smile on this Zoom chat right now, so I know it's going to be a good episode. Hey, thank you. How about your week, Ryan? What did you get up to? Not a ton, man. Finished Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Silicon Valley. Right. Yeah. No, I didn't do much. I watched TV. I had my other podcast on Sunday, which actually was a really good uh, show. So go check it out on YouTube. But other than that, man, it's been pretty chill. Just laying down, doing nothing. I can't wait for the time between seasons. I'm just going to make a master cut of every time you said, I watched TV when I asked you how your week was. <laughs> it's COVID, man. Oh, no, for sure. Bars suck right now. That's normally where you'd find me is at a pub, but bars are atrocious and not any fun at all to be at. I realize that I'm awful at drinking a pint sitting down. Like, I, I almost can't do it. I spill on myself all the time. Like, I, my body is designed gyroscopically to be drinking standing up. Well, I think you're onto something. And also, I'm single, man. So, like, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, I can only talk to the people I came with, <laughs> which is just my loser friends. I'm in a happy relationship. So, I'm going to give you a little bit of insider trading information from when I was on the market. This was gangbusters at bars back in the day. Lock eye contact across the bar. Throw up the international rock, paper, scissors hand signal starter. Like, the rock on a paper. Play rock, paper, scissors. For starters, if they're a rock, paper, scissors shoot gal you know right then and there that she's done. Like, you don't want to talk to her at all. But win or lose, you're good. Well, I think what I'm going to start doing is just carrying two dry erase markers in my pocket because every booth is separated by plexiglass windows and I could throw down some serious X's and O's. That's actually super fucking cute to hear, dude. That's a really good idea. Wow. Oh, definitely. But the other thing I hate about bars, man, is drinking a pint in Calgary. You know, it's like nine bucks and you're just sitting with the same people that you'd be sitting with at home or on a Zoom chat with. Like, this is how much interaction I have with people who aren't with me, what me and you are doing. Right. Certainly. I should chat roulette date. Oh, God, that's not dating. And no, you shouldn't. (laughs) No, I'm super into surprises. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Speaking of surprises, how surprised were you this week when you found out you had to read a self-help book? Dude, that was a dynamite transition. Thanks, man. I was working on that one. It's not super out of left field for you. Like, I I was surprised that I would ever read a self-help book, but as far as like a Ryan One New Thing is concerned, it's pretty on brand for you, I think. I think so. I've taken some breaks for a little while here. Like, I don't think I've done one since meditation. That was like episode five. Here we are on episode 13, but... Lucky number. Yeah, this might be our scariest, spookiest episode yet, guys. (laughs) But yeah, when I picked this one, I knew you were going to have a little bit of hesitation going into it. How'd you decide to prepare? How'd you go into this? Tell me about your book and and how you picked it and why you did what you did. Well, I'm not certain that I've read an entire book since I dropped out of my English degree. So I, I first things first, I double checked that I still knew how to read. I can. So that was great. It's been a couple weeks since I did an interview. So I decided to go looking for an interview to prepare. But I don't know if you know this, Ryan. Self-help books can't talk. What? They spoke right to my heart. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, but over the phone, no, I don't know if they're shy or whatever it is. So I, like I tried calling Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul, but I couldn't couldn't get it on the phone being that it's a book. But you know who I could get on the phone? Who can you get on the phone, man? I managed to get on the phone with a band from the United States called Self Help. Okay. Do they sing about self-help? I guess I'll find out. Yeah, we sure will. First things first, though, I asked who they were and what they were all about. The members of Self-Help are... First edition would be Parkins Davis. He is the drummer. One of my oldest friends, and he's a great drummer. He loves the jam band music and psychedelic music, and he makes tie-dye. He's a very talented guy. (laughs) Um, We have David Murray. He plays the bass. He also loves the jam bands. And then we have Edward Rojas, who plays the guitar. And he blows me away every day with his guitar playing. They all blow me away with their instrumentation. I mean, the jam band thing really makes sense to me. I haven't listened to your guys' music for the last couple of days here. It's um, a lot of, like, it's kind of a, it seems like a 50-50 split of these sort of introspective and self-reflective songs or just like Kelly Surf Rock vibes. Yeah, thank you. I, I know what you're saying, for sure. That's a... Something that's been a lot of fun for us is we all have very different tastes in music, but we somehow find it. We've been able to find a common ground uh, in most of what we do and play. So I think it gives us some some good diversity and helps us each grow with each other as musicians and learn different styles and everything. How long have you been playing together? So band started off as a two piece with just me and Parkins, and that was probably first show we did was in like 2016. I believe. And then with the current lineup we have now with all four of us, it's been since uh, late 2017, early 2018. Sure. So a couple of years now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You say there's diverse musical styles. Um, How have you changed during that time period? I guess at the time when I first started uh, making music, I was just really interested in, I was really kind of obsessed with the DIY scene music. So I was really into just like more simplistic, like indie rock. And uh, since then, personally, I feel like I've delved a lot more into more just orchestrated songs, orchestrated recordings. Um, I was looking a lot more for, yeah, just the art of building something in the studio. I find that really interesting now. So I mean, I've just been listening to all sorts of different stuff all the time for forever. You know, it's just that's that's a tough question. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, did you have did you have access to studio space beforehand, or is that kind of a new experience for you guys? Um, it's kind of new. Um, I do a lot of like home recording and in my bedroom and stuff, and that's uh, been really helpful. Like, so for our uh, for our full band releases, we typically have recorded. Um, the basic tracking for like the drums, bass, guitars in a studio, and then everything else um, that might be added on later, we can just do at home. So we're pretty familiar with both uh, the DIY method of recording as well as going in the studio. Um, but this newer release, we're, so we're getting ready to put out an album, and a lot of this stuff we were able to spend uh, a good bit more time in an actual studio for this one so our first album is called adult cartoons we actually recorded that entirely ourselves in a me and parkins were living in a double wide trailer at the time so we recorded the whole album there and uh this next one is more of a mix of studio and home recording well can you tell me a little bit more about this next project sure so we're coming out with an album it's gonna be called uh, if i left the country it's 11 songs, and this one we really delved a lot more into, you know, just song structure and, like, we're trying to make it less repetitive, a little more interesting sonically, and we just took a lot more time with this one, I think, and uh, we explored a lot of different types of styles on it, and uh, so hopefully, what I'm, I'm hoping that when people hear this one, they'll hear, as a, a full product, uh, more put together piece of work and i'm hoping that it just kind of flows all together like uh you're sitting down to watch a tv show you know so i'm really hoping that people will hear the continuity of it all that's really what i'm we were striving for on this one i think well having listened to a few of your songs as well it's clear that you guys are no strangers to sonic storytelling um be it vocally or otherwise and i'm sure that you'll be able to get your message across now you say you've been working on this 
record for a little while now. It's something that's been coming in the pipe a long time. It's not just a kind of a COVID sessions. That's right. Um, so probably started writing the songs about a year and a half ago. Some sometime last you know spring was probably when the first song was written, and we got all the studio recording done before covid but covid was kind of nice at first for us to be able to just kind of be at home and record all the extra stuff on top of it and really make it our own in a way that we didn't have the opportunity or the drive or the know-how to do before certainly kind of a last question here uh your new record it's called if i left the country if if i left the country was the name of your self-help book what do you think it would teach me hmm I think it would teach you that keeping a journal and looking back on it a year and a half later would uh, is a really great way of <clears throat> recognizing this, that you've had the same feelings about a lot of things that you're not recognizing totally until you read it back. So keeping your thoughts down and in check in a way that you can uh, go back and reflect on, I think that would be the main message of If I Left the Country as a self-help book. That's excellent advice. I think... Um through podcasting myself, but I mean, any form of media that leaves something a little more permanent than a fleeting thought is it's nice to be able to come back and check those traps down the road a little bit and see if absolutely I think it's a very valuable thing that's uh, lost on a lot of people, but also, you know, not to their own fault. It's just not something that is necessarily prioritized, whatever, you know, it's just not something that's uh, taught to do a lot, you know? Yeah, no, it's definitely not there's fewer celebration of, um, you know, mental permanence, diary keeping or blogging, vlogging, all sorts of stuff like that used to be a huge deal. And I, I that's right. You know, just a short attention span. We, we've all got them. So after, um, after the release of your next album, what's, is it right back into recording? Or are you touring or what, what's the plan for uh, self-help? Well, the plan was to tour, but that's not really an option. Yeah, I suppose it wouldn't right be. Right now, you know, the, it seems like y'all are doing a little bit better up in Canada than we are. But uh, the U.S. is not really sure when that's going to be possible. So for right now, just kind of hoping to roll out the record, see what happens, and, you know, just keep working on music. It's really just the idea. It's the, it's love making music with my friends and love having the free expression of it. And it's just a healthy outlet for all of us, so. Well, definitely. Here's hoping that a little bit of stasis can help you guys get on to the next thing whenever those doors do open back up. Thank you. I hope so, too. Yeah, we'll be rooting for you up in Canada. Uh, I love Canada. I'm uh, from, from Minnesota originally. So. Oh, yeah. That's Canada Junior for sure. Yes, that's right. We're close by, at least. John, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for reaching out. It was nice talking to you. Of course. You likewise. We'll hear from you again, I'm sure. Take care. Absolutely. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. Sounds like a pretty cool band. He was an interesting, super nice guy on the phone there, but I don't think you learned a ton about self-help books from that preparation, Derek. You know what? I learned a lot about self-help books, Ryan, because I put myself out there and was ready to turn myself inward. Kind of the big moment in that interview for me was asking what he would teach in his if his album was a self-help book, what he would teach. What do you think one new thing the self-help book would teach? If one new thing was a self-help book. I think that it's pretty, it's just like our podcast where it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, we would just <laughs> talk about like the value of new experiences sure. and learning from experiences. I think it'd be a pretty straightforward. Honestly, I 50% of the time, I think this is like a self-help podcast. You know, there's a lot of self-improvement going on. We do uh, brand ourselves as self-help, but I think that's just a beat and algorithm. Oh, 100%. We're never going to hit the comedy charts, so. <laughs> um, I, the first, like, three interviews I did, at some point, my interviewee said, if you want my advice, just don't take yourself too seriously. And I think that could be the overarching theme of the One New Thing self-help book. So you put yourself out there, you talk to someone new, and then just got reading. What book did you pick? What was the process? Did you have one lying around like I did? How did it kind of go? I kind of think self-help books are dumb. That's me. I disagree on like some fundamental level with the whole like one size fits all approach to self-betterment. I think a therapist is probably a better path to self-improvement than a self-help book was. So I didn't want to buy one. Um, so I decided that it's been probably 15 years since I was in a public library. I would hit up the Winnipeg Public Library and get a library card. And it was a fucking gong show. Let me tell you right now, Print media is not only dead, but like it's 
coughing its lungs out with COVID right now. It They have no idea how to run a place with like publicly handled books. Like its entire clientele base are just like coffee old people that are like super immunocompromised already. And then it's just like spongy paper. So there's just like a select crew of panicked people running around just like, you can't have the books. You cannot have the books. But I got a library card. And what I did find out actually pretty interestingly is that it gives me audio books and digital copy books. And so now from the comfort of my own home, I have access to the entire roster of the Winnipeg Public Library, provided that no one's checked it out. I can't have a digital copy if someone else has the digital copy. And that makes no fucking sense to me. But how? I don't know. That's the way the system works. Like, do they like, I download a CD? Like, <laughs> no, dog, like, I, okay, I, so I download the PDF for the book into a library app called Libby. Then it then counts down by the minute how many days I have with this book before it plucks it off my phone and lets some other schmuck have it. What? Okay, I understand them counting it down because that way you didn't buy the book by, you know, buy 500 books by buying the library card. I get that. Well, you don't, you don't buy a library card. They're free. Um, it's, it's also got to definitely have something to do with like copyright. Like somebody paid for that one copy of the book and therefore one copy can exist at any moment. But it, it just seems like some weird bureaucratic tape to me. Yeah, it sounds like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But so you went to the library, you tried to check out three digital books, but they were all taken. I actually, I did find, I did find a digital book that I could get my hands on. And I read, Ryan, How to Walk by Thich Nhat Han. Never heard of Thich Nhat Han. Uh, he, he actually writes a lot of books like this in the self-help genre. He's written How to Eat, How to Love, How to Sit, and How to Walk. How to Walk seems like the least educational of everything. <laughs> well, let me read unto you, Ryan, the first paragraph in this. Oh my goodness, this kid, this app is flawed. <laughs> oh, hurry up, you only have 13 seconds left with the book. Ah! <laughs> okay, so the first page of this book goes, The first thing to do is lift your foot. Breathe in. Put your foot down in front of you. First your heel, and then your toes. Breathe out. Feel your feet solid on the earth. You have already arrived. The end. That was a whole book. <laughs> His teaching throughout the book, How to Walk, is essentially how to, I didn't see this coming, but how to actively kind of meditate while walking in a way. It's, it's about arriving with each new step with the kind of self-gratification and the self-celebration that you would arrive at a destination with. It's about enjoying every step of a journey instead of just the fire, the finish line. And I guess kind of the overarching themes are about, you know, enjoy the line, not the ticket window. Okay, that makes sense. How many how many pages was this bad boy? I got to know. 107. Oh, that's not too bad. So the whole idea is being able to be at peace while in motion, essentially. It's about con <laughs> contemplative walking. Um, there is one other tidbit of advice I'm going to go finding for you here. But okay, so some of the subheadings, because he's got a part portion of the book called Notes on Walking that feature walking in the airport, climbing a mountain, <laughs> um, walking with Daniel Berrigan, walking in beauty, running. I, I can't quite find it right now, but to paraphrase, essentially what he says is, uh, walk slowly, walk peacefully. Do not walk so slowly that you draw attention to yourself. Takes a moment in, in a way that he says it with such like purpose that you can tell somebody's side item at some point for walking incredibly slowly somewhere and so he throws in there just like by the way though like don't be a dick okay well one the concept of this book is blowing my mind a little bit <laughs> um i'm trying to wrap yeah. my head around the idea of this book itself someone explaining how to walk in different situations and giving general walking <laughs> circumstantial walking yeah circumstantial walking but i guess technically it is a self-help book too because man some people walk way too fucking slow so for real like that that message alone makes this worth buying for some people like do you want to hear i walking on planet earth or walking in the airport ryan can you please read walking in the airport to everyone sure can here we go Walking in the airport. When I go to the airport, I like to arrive early so that I can do walking meditation before the flight. About 30 years ago, I was walking in the Honolulu airport. Someone came up to me and asked, who are you? What is your spiritual tradition? I said, why do you ask? And he said, because I see the way you walk and it is so different than the way that others walk. It's so peaceful and relaxed. 
He had approached me simply because of the way I walked. I hadn't given a speech or a conference. With every step you make, you can create peace within yourself and give joy to other people. So I'm going to take things that never happened for fucking 1,000, Alex. But <laughs> these kind of pearls of wisdom are what you can expect from Nat Thick Hans' How to Walk. All right. So I don't even know how to dive into this topic. Let's dive into it this way. Having read this book, clearly we both think it's a little bit of a silly topic. Obviously, though, you took a few things from it. Yeah. Did you laugh the entire time reading through it? Yes, I, I sure did. Um, but that said, there's, there are pearls of wisdom that I think I could really have enjoyed. If I'd read the book before the interview, I might have reached out to Abby from the meditation episode again, because there's a lot to unpack that I think that she probably has a better handle on than I do. But as a piece of reality-based self-improvement literary fiction, like it sounds like this is, it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you read another book by him? Uh, you know what? I might read How to Sit. How to Sit? He's also got How to Love, which I hope it's got sex stories in it, but I, I assume it's probably like, Grab the flower, hold it in two hands, gently in two hands, tell it I love you, it'll say I love you back. One time I was in an airport and like a dog came over to me and was like, I'm cute, but I can tell that you are cute or you are full of love. And I didn't even give a conference. And he had a flower in his mouth. And he had a flower in his mouth that I had, we both had a flower in our mouths. It was, it was love. They were sister flowers. <laughs> okay, so. It's just he name drops the Honolulu airport from 30 years ago. Like, it's it's clearly a flex. <laughs> oh, it's a hard flex. He's like, I've been traveling to Hawaii for 30 fucking years, motherfuckers. In that same four sentences, he's like, Honolulu airport, 40 years ago. Uh, I give conferences. Also, people ask about my spiritual tradition. People can see that I'm Zen as fuck. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh, man. Well, that sounds like an overarching disappointment. For you, for you, maybe. Because honestly, for me, it is exactly what I was hoping to get from Nat Thickhan's How to Walk. Yeah, it's an overarching disappointment for me because it, it's... You were hoping I'd grow as a person? Yeah, I was hoping you'd learn something. <laughs> so if you could take one thing away from this book, as funny and as absolutely ridiculous as it sounds, what lesson can you derive from this nonsense book that will stick with you in some form maybe not like a life lesson that you'll continuously learn but something that you'll be more consciously aware of um besides how to walk in an airport right uh if you step on a crack you'll break your mother's back <laughs> no you didn't say that um i think again it's all one ham-handed metaphor for treat the journey like a destination and you will never not be where you're meant to be and i, I do think that that is something that we could all kind of take to heart a little more, especially, you know, like I feel like I'm running between work and then, you know, the gym and then I'm playing video games. And I'm making this podcast. I got to cook dinner. I've got a girlfriend I want to see all these like it's just it's so easy to feel like you're always on your way to the next thing. And the time in the middle is kind of dead time, lost time. I don't remember exact the exact number, but they say like you spent years of your life parked at red lights and, you know, like you're toe tapping and you're kind of like trying to fill that void. And I think trying to treat the lineal, sp sorry, the liminal spaces as actual destinations is important for each of us. Um, I've heard it said actually that podcasts are a form of media that gifts you your time back because it's something that you can listen to passively while actively doing another thing. So it takes your commute and it makes it in, you know, kind of Nat Thick Hans words, makes it an arrival. So listen to our podcast. We're actually giving you free time. It actually gives you your time back as opposed to things like, you know, Netflix or a book where you have to give your whole attention to it. You can't kind of do it along with. So yeah, free time. If you want to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> no one else has. And I know that the free time fairy is out there somewhere. The abstract concept of free time. If you want to sponsor... <laughs> Well, they do say time is money, and there's no such thing as a free lunch, so does free time exist? Free time, well, 100%, we just determined that we are gifting that to the world, so. It is odd to me that how to walk has made for the most deep and poignant conversation we've had on this con or this podcast thus far. That was my goal with these, man. So mission accomplished one way or the other. You know what? I'm not as disappointed as, as I want to be because you said some poignant things. So I appreciate it. And we got sponsored by an abstract thought. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bullshitter from birth, but this is this has been good. I looked up Thick Not Han here. He has one called How to Fight. <gasps> no, he must mean conversationally and it's gonna be that whole like delicate passive resistance thing like for sure it's gonna be i I don't know actually you know what i don't know he's a vietnamese monk he probably has one of those sticks man actually just a how-to karate manual on bow staff (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like the last book in the series after all these like relaxing like how to relax how to eat how to sit how to love how to walk and then it's like how to fight how to fight it's a facts and stats version final bass he goes full (laughs) it's in all capital letters yeah it's all caps man for sure but yeah okay sounds like you got something out of it it sounds like you found a book that is so derek for your enthusiasm (laughs) going into this one do i wish you put a little more thoughtfulness into the book you chose yes but do i appreciate that you got something from it yes let let's let's see what this gestates inside of me man like who knows the dust has just begun to form right like i could it could go anywhere from here it's, it's gonna gestate in the cars honking at you at crosswalks to hurry the fuck up <laughs> i mean i also watched like 1979's alien this week so maybe that's why i'm afraid of things gestating inside of me this how to walk is kind of like a face hugger and it's gonna burst from my chest in the form of slow walking <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, I'm glad you read the book. I'm glad you took something from it. And I'm glad you got a good chuckle. I'm glad it wasn't a complete waste of time for you. Why, thank you, Ryan. And uh, how about yourself? What uh, what basic human function did you learn how to do? <laughs> yeah, I read everybody poops. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so hilarious. I was like, what if you also read Nat Thickhan's How to Walk? <laughs> so... In preparing for this, I, I'm i into personal development. This is my bag. Uh, as one would say, this is something I enjoy. It's something that's been implemented me through like sales training, things like that. Coaching, for example. I coached high school football for eight years. You know, sales guy. It's, we get fed this stuff and we eat it up, you know. So the first thing I decided to do is instead of just like rehashing some things I already knew, I wanted to learn a little bit more about the industry itself. And there was only one way to do that. Facts and stats. Yeah, Derek, I figured, you know what? I'm already into personal development. But I do a lot more of uh, the articles or webinars, things of that nature. I wanted to learn a little bit more about the industry in general. So let's start it off like we did last time when you were wrong. Let's see if you are right this time, Derek. What's the definition of self-improvement? Oh, um, deliberate personal embiggening, embetterment, embettering. You know what I know about you, Derek, is when you have no fucking idea, you just slang some words together and hope some shit sticks on the wall because obviously that was way off Ooh. the definition of self-improvement is the process of gaining new skills and knowledge to become a better person both personally and professionally i think that's exactly what i said you said in beginning <laughs> yeah i guess i did do that didn't i <laughs> derek do you want to guess how much the self-improvement industry is going to be worth in the year 2022 with projections currently holy shit okay so here's how this works i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm improving myself right now i always assume it's gonna be lower than it is and then i pendulum swing to it being too much so i'm gonna meet in the middle with i am going to say 1.2 billion dollars derek derek i have a question yeah do you ever, you know, just get sick of being wrong every time you try and do one of these things? Fuck. It's a $13.2 billion industry. As soon as we start talking in billions, all of my perception goes right out the window. Like, I have no idea. It's grains of sand on the beach at that point. Well, learn math. It's just extra zeros, <laughs> dum-dum. Speaking of the self-improvement industry, have you ever heard of the author Deepak Chopra? Sure have. What do you think his net worth is? Statistics heavy episode! Oh god, it's gonna be more fuck than another. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 8.1 million. His net worth is... Oh wow, 8.1... Just getting $150 million! <laughs> Deepak Chopra. How many books do you think he's written? Mm, 15. Eh, 80. <laughs> How many do you think were New York Times bestsellers? I'm going to say 64. And 21. You're bad. (laughs) 
His book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, is by far his most successful book of all time. It was on the New York Times bestseller list for how long, Derek? Statistics heavy episode. Ooh, it, 501 weeks. <laughs> Dude, it was 72 weeks. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> How long was The Secret on the New York Times bestsellers list? It was on the New York Times bestseller list for 501 weeks. <laughs> Is that too long? That's like the killers topping the UK charts with Mr. Brightside numbers. Derek, that's 10 years straight. It's obviously too, <laughs> too long. It's way too long. It's a decade on the weekly bestsellers list. Oh, fuck. I never get tired of our little chats. <laughs> hey, here's one about the self-help books, though, Derek. How many do you think were sold in 2019? Oh, God. Uh, 2019 self-help books? 200 million. 18.6 million. I should just not even let you answer anymore. <laughs> Derek, I'm not going to yell for this part. Okay, bring it down a notch. I'm just going to hit you with some more stats, because this is a heavy stats episode. Stats heavy. What do you think of personal development coaches? What do I personally think of a self-improvement coach? I could see life coaching be more successful than self-help books. I think like a tailored person-to-person approach is better. So yeah, I'm lukewarm on them. Four, four, three, three 3.5 stars. Derek, this is going to be a first in the history of facts and stats. I'm just, I'm just going to read this to you because I feel like it's important because I feel like there's a big stigma on getting help, getting coaches, people helping you out. So I'm just going to read calmly some stats real fast. There was a personal development coaching study done in workplaces in 2010. So for businesses that pay personal development coaches to work with their staff, with this study, 62.4% of the employees felt like they were setting smarter goals. 60.5% received a more balanced life at home. 57.1% had the lowest levels of stress they've ever felt in their professional career. 52.4% of the employees became more self-confident. 43.3% improved their overall quality of life. 25.7% of attributed personal development coaching to a direct gain in income for themselves and their family. Some other things not in the workplace itself. 33.8% of all those people also felt like they got more physically fit. 33.3% felt like they had enriched relationships with their friends and families at home. And 25.7% of them were able to kick their bad habits, completely expel them from their lives. So I just wanted to calm down on this part a little bit because I do think the stigma behind getting help or, or personal development, coaching, coaching in general, like going to talk about your problems. We're from Manitoba and in Manitoba, you're kind of taught to keep your shit to yourself, put your nose to the grindstone go work hard. Like vulnerability is almost a sin when you're from a province like Manitoba. And I just wanted to read these statistics in such a way where you could really get that getting help statistically has a chance of improving your life. So what What the fuck? Why not just try it? Um, I, I guess I, while we're here, it's also worth mentioning that if you or someone you know is struggling, the Canadian Suicide Prevention Helpline is 1-833-456-4566. It's never too late to get help. Great point. Honestly, great boy. And Derek and I are both pretty like, well, I'm, I'm pretty vulnerable on here, but me and Derek have had some good talks and I've suffered with depression, anxiety. Uh, a lot of it stems from my ADHD. My ADHD snowballs into anxiety because I start too many things and I don't get them done. And then I get anxious because I don't get things done. And then I get sad, man. And everyone gets sad. And if you're feeling sad, you're not alone. So definitely check that number out. Now back to the statistics. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm all done. Great facts and stats, Ryan. I always love getting steamrolled. And I think we did touch on some important stuff there. That was, you know, a nice change of pace. But after facts and stats got you all hyped up and then got you contemplative and introspective, uh, what did you what did you do with your week? What did you read? Yeah, man, for sure. I, I think I think it was important stuff, too. So as far as personal development goes, like I said, I'm much more into the webinars. I've taken some classes. There's some online learning you can do. There's journals you can read. You ever read anything on the dark webinars? The dark webinars? Yeah. It's way too much about human flesh, though. Not into it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And we're assholes again. <laughs> and we're just bad dudes again. So when doing this one, obviously, I picked it. I had something in mind. I have about five different books that I've just never got to reading. Right. Part of it has to do with my ADHD, and I just can't sit down and read and then another part of it is just mentally, I've decided that books are boring. You can't read, yeah. <laughs> like, I've just decided books are boring. Right. 
But there were some really good ones. So I was looking at kind of my collection there of things I maybe wanted to start and never did. And I decided it's widely considered one of the top five personal development books of all time. If not personal development top five, definitely professional development. So I decided to read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm. Yeah, so the reason it's such a good book is it is based around financial success, but the strategies essentially are transferable to all problem solving you want to do, all goal setting. Like it, It's about attaining goals. Sure. But that's really what it's about. So it wasn't as a uh, funny as yours was. This was like a little more advanced than walking. Whoa. Yeah. So I read this book, man, and, and it's a long book. It's like 300 pages. I don't want to go through every single thing. But basically, the whole idea behind it is Napoleon Hill started researching late 1800s, early 1900s. He spent 25 years researching all these people, and he kind of had an epiphany with Andrew Carnegie, who essentially was like, you need to just lay out the blueprint if you're finding so many similarities in the study of how people become successful. And so... The whole concept of this book is that in order to do great things, you need to harness and program your subconscious, okay? It's the whole idea of this book. So when you think of the subconscious, you think, you know, we use this much of our brain, and that's all conscious, right? The subconscious directly impacts outcomes of things, decision-making, things of that nature, right? So the whole book is just about how to harness it and program it even though you can't control it it's it's kind of like a workaround of that so because the consciousness is the master of the subconscious essentially like the consciousness is the gardener the subconscious is the garden right Mm -hmm. the way he goes about doing this is he explains that you feed the subconscious it's not subjective so it takes in so if it's taking in negativity like that's what you're you're feeding it and it's going to result in negative outcomes on things or negative decision making or negative outlooks on on prosperous business businesses. So how he went about harnessing it was like a five-step process. So one, you need a defined and clear purpose or goal to focus your effort on. So this is where it doesn't have to be money. So when it is money, yeah, it's like I need to have $1 million by December 31st, 2021. But it could be anything. I need to weigh this much. I want my podcast to have this many downloads by this time. Any clear defined goal because it has to be has to be defined enough where it can't be too open to interpretation. So you can't just say like I want to be rich. Right. Like read a self-help book was so I read how to walk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it has to be like a clear clear purpose or goal, right? And then and then number 2 on this list is basically the power of auto suggestion. Some people call them affirmations. Yeah, think it into existence. Yeah. Think it into existence. Reading a statement out loud before you leave the house in the morning and before you go to sleep. That's very clear on this very clear goal. The third step, I think, is the most important one that we don't think of when doing things like affirmations and something that I know I would struggle with and I know you would struggle with is using the power of emotions when doing that. Because a lot of people just read it like, I need a million dollars by this time. I need a million dollars by this time. I need a million dollars by this time. But using the power of emotions, the subconscious subconscious mind has to involve emotion. For you to stimulate it, it you have to have emotion in what you are saying to yourself for it to take, essentially, because the subconscious does not work on logic, right? Right. And then fourth, visualization and acting as if, something we've always heard before. It is very important to the steps. And then uh, the last one, I just wanted to read a quote on it. Uh, Persistence and repetition, because this is where, you know, winners never quit and quitters never win, that old saying sort of idea, right? That old chestnut, yeah. That old chestnut, but persistence and repetition in this. So Napoleon Hill said, in order to train your subconscious mind, you need to have everlasting persistence in thoughts mixed with emotions mixed with faith. And by faith, that goes back to the visualization and acting as if, like this will happen, you know, and that that's not a, a religious-based faith. It is, that is the faith he's talking about. And then like last but not least, that's all five, but a big factor of it is, is do you know who Hernan Cortez was? Uh, no, I don't. The military general who took his soldiers, what is now known as Mexico, and he realized that his soldiers were outnumbered almost 100 to 1. They did have a lot more firepower, but he could see them some doubt in the guy's eyes. So he burned his own boats. Right. Yeah, I've heard that story. That's yeah. that guy. Yeah. So he burned his boats. It creates a burning obsession, essentially, in, in the sense that for them, it was either win or die. Like, that's it. 
Like, there is no retreat. We burn the boats. No I'm a madman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy person. But that's basically what he said to train the subconscious and to be successful, you need to have some form of burning passion towards the goal. You have to burn the boats. You have to burn the boats, man. So I read that book. It was really informative. It For me, it was a little example heavy. It's like sometimes I was like, yo, one example is dope. Like I can, I'm reading comprehension is not my issue. So what did you what did you take away? What's the takeaway? Honestly, man, I took a, I took a lot away from it in total. Some of it was just rehashing old trains of thoughts I've gotten from sales training and, and journals and, and like vulnerability seminars I've been to and things like that. But I guess my biggest takeaway from this, besides just rehashing things I already felt, is the talk of subconscious. For my depression personally, the part about negativity feeding negativity and positivity feeding positivity and the... Gardener being your consciousness, feeding the garden, and then and what arises from the garden is essentially your subconscious, right? So I think rehashing that and having that re-explained to me in a certain way, because the subconscious, like I knew it existed, but it the amount of in-depth it goes into on being able to harness and train it through these steps, I think honestly that stuck with me. But it all starts with de- having a defined and clear purpose and goal. So I think my next step with this is to really self-reflect on my purpose, my goal, and then implement these. And if it works, dope. Actually, I'll say it'll work because that's what I'll have to do with this, right? (laughs) There you go. I guess what I'm really trying to ask is how long until you will a thousand followers for us into existence? You know what, man? Let's set a date. We will have 1,000 weekly listeners by 1,000 weekly by the... 16th episode of season two i'm writing it down shoot all right thousand downloads a week by the 16th episode of season two am i able to will this out of existence like do i also need to believe in us that's my only concern (laughs) (laughs) my only concern with that is this is a two-man show we are a partnership and if you do not will this into existence as well it might be 16th episode of season three but no later than that. I spent like just a lot of time in freshman psychology classrooms and there's just so much like wishy-washy self-effigy shit that, you know what? I believe in us. Episode 16, season two, it's going to happen. 1,000 unique listeners. Our best single week download so far is 335. We're on episode 13 of season one. I'm a will that shit to uh, last episode. We just got to make sure we have a good fucking subject. We need to bring out the bring out the big guns on episode 16. Grills. <laughs> Grills. Yeah. Commit. <laughs> Commit, bitch. Commit. <laughs> uh, well, before we get to the next step in our budding empire, do you think it's time for the big three? I do. I think it's time for the big three. Big three. So, Derek, I'm a little scared to ask you these ones by the coy smile on your face right now. Why is this the hill you're willing to like die on, Napoleon? Like, Why is this where you're wa- you want to get blown apart? I'm just, I'm just looking at your smile right now. You got a twinkle in your eye. Because that was a stellar Napoleon blown apart joke. <laughs> <laughs> what was your honest effort this week? How much work do you felt like you put in to accomplish the new thing? Um, how much of an open mind did you have with the subject? You may disagree with the amount of effort I'm willing to give myself on this, but I was in a public library talking to a 90-year-old woman wearing a mask (laughs) behind a piece of plexiglass speaking in what she has practiced for probably three decades to be a library voice. So an inaudible human being on the other side (laughs) of a plexiglass thing. I negotiated her learning to use a computer for what might be the first time as she took down information off of my license she couldn't read and asked me questions I couldn't hear. Effort? 3.6. 3.6. All right. You're right. I don't agree, but <laughs> but that sounds like you put a lot of effort into getting a library card. Yes. If this if this new thing was get a library card, I'd say bump that up to five, dog. I will take it because it is your opinion, and we interpret these things so differently. The only pushback I have is I feel when people don't want to do something, they don't give it an honest effort to, to understand the material or to apply it. That's the only pushback I have. Didn't you give yourself points against on yodeling because of how hard you worked to not do it right? 
Yeah, I took negative points off. You took negative? Okay, so you know what? 1.3 then. See, I can agree with that one. I'm with you, dog. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're probably around 2. 1.3. Put it down. 1.3. On the graphics you don't make, 1.3. Yeah, on the graphics we haven't made since episode 5. They fell off the wayside. We had so much shtick in the beginning. We had to... We had to peel back some of the shtick. That's all we do. More shtick than you can shake a stick at. Oh, words I can't say with my list podcast. Shtick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you just did a great job. Will it into existence. Thanks, man. I tried really hard. I focused and I willed it into existence. What about New Thing Impact? I kind of have a feeling where you're going with. Actually, I don't know. I honestly don't know where you're going to lie on this one. New thing impact, how will this activity, maybe not the book itself, but this activity in general, impact your life moving forward? Check this out. This is Here's another one you're going to argue with. I'm giving myself a four, not because of the book I read, but because of the conversation you and I had about the book you did. I'm down with that, man. This one is so subjective. Oh, so fucking subjective. So it subjective. Is- I think... With these exercises, when I set out to do these, man, and I like, I know they're not your favorite, but when I do them, I, I don't care how you get something out of it. I'm just happy to hear that there is something out of it, and I do think it makes for interesting conversation. So I can appreciate the four on this. Do I think you're going to read a bunch of books moving forward? No, but I think you might be open to uh, the ideas of them a little more, so I appreciate that. Uh, with that being said, you can answer the question I'm not sure about. Will you do this again? Grand scheme self-help books, probably not. I might sit back down and read How to Eat. So, yeah, yeah. Give give me like a tentative wishy-washy, yeah, considering this is my most like out to lunch big three to date. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of them is full of like conjecture and contemplation. And give me like the East Indian side to side head nod, like no meaning yes gesture <laughs> as my will I do it again. The, the no meaning yes side to side head bobble is what I want. Awesome, man. Well, you know what? I am down that it's even put a thought that maybe this is something you could do again. Because it does sound like you had a fun time laughing. I do like to laugh, Ryan. But right now, let's get serious. Honest effort. Honest effort. Surprisingly, I'm not going to give myself a crazy high score. Um, You already own the book. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I could answer for myself. I already own the book, so <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, like I didn't have to put a huge effort forward. My book was three times as long as Derek, so I'm going to give myself points on that. But the effort, it's hard for me to read, man. So I got distracted, and life happened this week, and things were going on. I think I could have put in more of an effort to really try and dive into the material even, so I'm going to give myself a three this week this is one of those sleeper new things where like reading a book in a week amongst life is going to take like it's going to take seven days we don't have the kind of lives that allow you to just read a book in a night like some people can i mean we're also not speed readers we're both pretty dumb hot guys just a couple of literal pecs with tiny little brains on top just sex studs so it'll be interesting to see in the coming weeks what the things whether or not i can learn to walk and you can learn to will our podcast to blue checkmark status. Yeah, you should document your pace. My, <laughs> whether or not I get steadily slower. My boss is going to be furious. I'll be just puttering around job site. <laughs> then my boat gets burned, dude. Then I'm going to have to do this podcast full time because I'm going to get fired for walking too slow. No, then you say, hey, boss man, 30 years ago I was in a Hawaiian airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, three though. Three. Sick. Okay. So the impact is, I think it's probably going to be higher than mine. Well, mine was four. I gave you a pretty decent impact. I forgot that I subverted that a bit. What's your personal impact? What's your big thing? What's your, sorry. What's your new thing impact? Five, man. Sick. I believe in this stuff. That's why I wanted to do it. Anyone can say what they want about like the self-help industry. And do I think there's shysters out there? Hell yeah. Do I think that it's a little too monetary driven by some people? Hell Yeah. Do I think that these things legitimately help someone like me redirect uh, their thoughts and their their energies and their efforts? I, I do. And I think when I retouch on some of these concepts, as long as it's a reliable source, it steers me back into the right direction when maybe I'm not going in, in the correct one, man. So Whichever direction brings you closer to me, big guy. Well, 
you know what? One step at a time, man. It might take me a little longer than you. But yeah, honestly, five. This is what I'll say. If you are out there and you do not know what you want to do or you have some goals, um, but you find that you never hit your goals or you have that like hard nosed approach where maybe things are hard, but you don't ask for help or you keep your nose to the grindstone. Don't start with a book. Maybe it's a lot, and you gotta do a lot of research. But man, YouTube is a wonderful tool. Like, do some searching. The most accredited ones will have the most views. Look for something that you can consume. Like, start with something consumable for you, and then move on from there. So for me, this was a nice reminder into a path that I've kind of shied away from for the last little bit, and it's uh, just just like therapy. You will learn a lot when someone says something to you so obvious that you're scared to say out loud. So excellent, Ryan. Uh, so I, I know the answer, but you say it yourself there. Are uh, you going to do it again? 100%. I don't know when the next time I'll read another full book in a week is, but as far as like journals and the whole industry itself, yeah, I'll still lean hard into that. And it will be a thing that I do again. And I will read another book at some point, but I just hate to read, man. Well, self-help podcast. Hashtag self-help podcast. <laughs> But yeah, that that wraps up this little Zen podcast we had. I know it's not as exciting as yodeling, but I think uh, I think me and Derek grew closer, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, it inspires you to check some of these things out as well. With that being said, let's get back to being silly. It is Derek's turn. Derek, what are you looking for me to do this week? Uh, we are going to write obituaries. <laughs> what? R.I.P. to <laughs> this I podcast. I, I didn't have any. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what, man? We just got in our brains. We're going to do a little bit of brawn. Summer is starting to wane on us a bit here, and I want to fulfill a childhood dream. Ryan, we're hitting home runs. Hitting home runs, man. Dinger derby, baby. I've never put one over the fence, and I want to make my dad proud. Yeah, no, make your dad love you. That's This is the make your dad love you challenge. I didn't say it. Other <laughs> <laughs> did he. Yeah, sorry, Bob. <laughs> Called you out on a podcast. No, that's okay. Well, how, though? I don't understand. It's COVID times. What's the plan? I don't know. Figure it out. I'm not I'm not here to do the logistics for you. I want you to take a ball, put it over the fence. I, I doesn't necessarily, like, you can hit a wiffle ball over the fence if you're comfortable with that. Put a ball over a fence. Put a ball over a fence okay, with a bat. Do I have to use a bat or can I play kickball? Here's the thing. This is kind of the first challenge we've had that you can like directly fail. So I want to leave it as wide open to suggestion. I'm, I'm interested to see what you got. Take like a dude perfect approach if you have to, like whatever you want to do. Let's let's just hit a home run. Open to interpretation. All that matters at the end of the day is that it's that it's way back, way back, way back. He's at the warning track and it's gone. Home run, Ryan Cougars. That's all that matters. Those are fireworks. <laughs> Those are the softest fireworks. But yeah, no, I'm excited for this one. That one sounds good to me, man. Sick. Well, that about does it for this week's episode of One New Thing. Remember to check out our Instagram at One New Thing Podcast so you can see our tired old faces. While you're there, check out our bio for a link to the spare bedroom store where, until the end of the month, you can find the t-shirts and hoodies that Ryan and I designed a couple episodes ago. Special thanks to Thick Not Han, author of How to Walk, and Napoleon Hill, author of Think and Grow Rich. We'd also like to thank Edward Rojas, Parkins Davis, David Murray, and John Stike, who collectively are the band Self Help. Their new album, If I Left the Country, is out September 18th, and if you're behind on this podcast, Podcast, that might be right now. You can find them at selfhelp.mov on Instagram or in the link to their Spotify I've left in the show notes. Music for the Facts and Stats segment by Rogue Pixel Media. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, you can find more episodes like it wherever you found this episode. And please, if you really enjoyed it, like or leave a comment. It's crazy how much that helps us grow. Hey, Ryan. Yeah, Derek? Proud of you. Proud of you too, buddy.